Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's going on, hockey fans? Welcome back to Casing the League on Believe Network, bringing you your top NHL Headlines, hot topics, and most importantly, Stanley Cup final best bets. We are officially in the Stanley Cup finals, or as some people like to correct me on, final NVD. Um, but yeah, game one went down Saturday, so we've got plenty to get into. And if you guys missed the previous episode of Casing the League, you would have caught the fantastic Shukri Wrights jumping in, chatting with us about the Boston Bruins, breaking down the emotions and the temperature in Boston as we speak, even giving us his insight on what moves he would make in this offseason before heading into next season. We talk a little superstition. We pick a song that describes the season the Bruins had, and then we move on to some Stanley Cup final best bets. Find out what he cash cased or cut because we went about the series. So you don't want to miss that previous episode of Casing the League. And most importantly, y'all, Casing the League is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is our betting partner when we get into that fun cash it, case it, and cut it segment. Now, when it comes to Bet Online, Bet Online is your number one source for all your championship finals info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines and the latest matchup reports for this year's NBA and Stanley Cup finals. Bet Online is your sports intel headquarters this season as we have you covered for all your insider sports waging needs from basketball and hockey to MLB, UFC, and boxing. The fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your home. Get into the action today. Head to the website or use your mobile device to join and be sure to use our promo code Believe. L-E-A-V to receive your 50% bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. So don't forget to check that out and also follow up on these best bets that we will close Casing the League with. Let's get to Casing the League. Now, there's been some information. We haven't had some hot topic headlines in a minute. We've gotten straight to the betting, but a couple things have started to uh, unravel. Some off-season moves have started to come alive and come about. First and foremost, Cole Caulfield gets paid, or it's only fitting on Casing the League to say Cole Caulfield cashes in on an eight-year extension with the Montreal Canadiens at a $7.85 million AAV deal. So congratulations to him. We know that when health is on his side, he's been a crucial piece for Montreal. Um, and we've seen the potential that Montreal has. They obviously were in a Stanley Cup final appearance uh, just two seasons ago. And a Canadian team is fighting to make a run come this season, upcoming season, 2024, that is. Um, and Montreal could be one of those contenders. Winnipeg, you guys heard my thoughts about Calgary in the first two episodes of Casing the League. So great move by Montreal here. Uh, I think that's very deserving. Also, Anaheim Ducks or uh, Mighty Ducks, because there's been a new little documentary out there, kind of going behind the scenes of the build out of the team and all things that you must know. Uh, catch that information over at Bleacher Report. But the Ducks have found their new head coach and Greg Cronin. Uh, he's worked with teams such as the Islanders, as well as the Maple Leafs. He was an NHL assistant coach for 12 years. Uh, he's focused on the AHL more so recently, but a lot of people seem to be very excited about this matchup, and you guys know how I feel. I like players, coaches. I like their style, intuition, and all of the things that I have said so much 
here on Casing the League. So that's been tremendous. And then, as you guys know, one of my top coverage teams, the Tampa Bay Lightning, have been making a lot of moves today. A Monday morning movement, making three different signings. Now, one signing in particular is no stranger to the Tampa Bay Lightning as he has been working with the Syracuse Crunch. It's Sean Day. He got signed to a one-year, two-way contract uh, last season. When he was with the Syracuse Crunch, he skated in 63 games, tallied 14 assists and points. Now, um, I will say the Tampa Bay Lightning picked up two defensemen or signed two defensemen today, Day being one of them, uh, one being a Norwegian player from the SHL and then another one being a Finnish player, and he's a forward, actually. So two defensemen, one forward for the Tampa Bay Lightning. And if there's one thing that we talked about a lot when it came to the Lightning this previous season was them trying to restructure their D zone without a big guy such as Ryan McDonough, uh, switching that workload from Victor Hedman. We've seen the younger guys such as Mikhail Sergachev step up, Eric Chernak too, but he dealt with probably the most injuries he has in his career this previous season. So them making defense move is not surprising here. Um, now the age, the experience, that might be a little surprising, but we'll see what takes place as the season or as the offseason uh, continues further along because the biggest thing on their agenda right now is figuring out how can they keep uh, one of the faces of franchises, Alex Kalorn. And we're hearing some rumblings that Alex Kalorn and the Tampa Bay Lightning may be talking about a long-term deal that could be beneficial. That would obviously be spreading the masses amongst, you know, a ton of, not a ton of years, but uh, an extensive amount of time we know that Kalorn wants to close out his career in one sweater and that being the Tampa Bay Lightning sweater we also know that an extension is on the horizon for Steven Stamkos so I think there's enough pieces for them to move if Alex Kalorn can take some sort of pay cut to keep him around and if there's one thing I can tell you about the Tampa Bay Lightning is that they are a family first franchise they'll do whatever it takes it just comes down to what Alex Kalorn is looking and anticipating for his future so a lot of movement in Tampa Bay. Ducks find a new head guy and uh, Cole cashes in on a nice little eight year extension there, which brings us to chatting about game one a little bit. Saturday, the Vegas Golden Knights top the Florida Panthers in a five to two victory. Now, if you guys paid attention to any of the previous episodes of Casing the League, if you caught my conversation with Shukri, if you saw the morning after with Ben or any conversations I have had in the past week, you know that I had Vegas taking game one for a number of reasons. They had a pretty little home streak going on themselves. They like to get things going in front of their home crowd, their ability to command those game ones uh, in round two and round three speaks for themselves. Um, so Vegas Golden Knights, I just felt had the heavier tilt there. I also think that the Florida Panthers road success Although it was very consistent, although they had eight wins, although that streak just broke, Vegas Golden Knights just seemed like a stronger, more formidable team on home ice in a couple of categories there. So they did take that game one. Now, I also had Florida Panthers still winning the series regardless of that game one result. My mind might change. I got to see what goes down tonight. But that brings us to what happened in game one. Well, game one opens up and... Florida Panthers get on the board first. You're thinking, here we go. This is the team that's been on a hot streak, almost swept two different teams in playoffs, did end up sweeping the Hurricanes. Here we go again. 
Well, leave it to Jonathan Marchesto to level the scoreboard and to do so on the power play. Marchie has been so hot as of late, but put that aside, the consistency, the point streaks that he's had. In the regular season, Jonathan Marchesto led his team in power play goals. So this is no surprise here. If this is something he starts getting hot in when it comes to the Stanley Cup final, the Florida Panthers will be in trouble. He's already on a normal hot streak. And then on top of it, his efficiency on the power play his unit on the power play is one that you don't want to keep putting in positions to score so marchie levels it on the scoreboard in the first period they're tied 1-1 get into the second period both teams pick up one extra goal it was that third period where the vegas golden knights just decided we're gonna just take off on these guys and pick up three full goals so we're going to talk about some things to consider as we head into this game to match up florida lost their 8-2 road game streak on the road bgk vegas golden knights are seven and three at home now we also know that the florida panthers are still so cool calm and collected when being outshot by their opponent but we will say this vegas golden knights are not as strong when being outshot by their opponent so they're going to constantly try to come in loading up goals and trying to stay ahead of the charge when it comes to posting posting shots on net if they get behind the florida panthers will swing in and create some sort of chance for themselves now, within these points, as I mentioned, Vegas, five goals, Florida, two goals, Vegas Golden Knights, top six guys combined for six high danger shots. The Florida Panthers, top six guys combined for eight high danger shots. Their cleanup on the rebounds were also a lot stronger. But where Vegas kind of had an upper hand here is that they went to work in the face-off circle in all three zones, dominating in the ozone neutral zone and D zone. And face-offs produce opportunities for success. Face-offs also produce opportunities for shots on goal and getting those sneaky lucky bounces if you take the shot and aren't looking around all day to create passes. So with all of that in mind, let's also talk about the fact that Aiden Hill had 33 saves and a monstrous save that will be on replay until halfway through next season. The Bobcat came up with 29 saves and one of his few under 900 performances. So we know that the Bobcat's going to want to get a couple goals back tonight. Now, we're not going to sit here and send the red flags and hit the panic button because if there's one thing we saw is that this Florida Panthers team, the Rats, they like to claw their way back into situations. In round one, the only round where they didn't find themselves with a 3-0 series lead, they made a huge bounce back in game two. Six goals worth beating the Boston Bruins and a 6-3 win. And what we also saw there was their ability to not only force a team to play in their structure, but force a team to make mistakes. And that's going to be a big thing to pay attention to heading into this matchup. Now, another thing that we've talked about a lot when it comes to the Panthers versus the Vegas Golden Knights is the fact that both of these teams have pretty stellar blue liners, but different kind of blue liners. You've got the Florida Panthers who have these endurance, longevity, very offensive defensive men blue liners. Montour has been pretty silent the past couple of games. Forsling's been silent the past couple of days, uh, games. Ekblad, same thing. So their blue liners who are playing 22 plus minutes of ice time haven't really been doing much. They've been posting some decent shots on goal, but we haven't seen them in the form that we saw them in games one through three versus the Hurricanes. Or more importantly, games four, five, and six, or five, six, and seven versus the Bruins, one, two, and three versus the Maple Leafs. Which takes us to the comparison of the Vegas Golden Knights D-Men. They've got a lot of size on them. Their frame 
six two, six three, two hundred plus pounds. They take up a lot of room, which means their ability to block shots is going to also count with their size getting in the way. Their ability to take away some of those lucky bounces and their fearlessness of putting their body on the line. Between Martinez, Petrangelo, and McNabb, you've got these defensemen that have no problem blocking shots and throwing themselves out there. And then on top of it, they have a couple stellar two-way guys that also rack up in the block shots column, surprisingly. But you got to have that next man up that can stand in and make sure that they shut down any offensive opportunity of their opponent. So that's where Vegas kind of comes in strong and hot. Now, Vegas is 8-3 and three when their opponent scores first. They do outshoot their opponent 7-0, but as I mentioned earlier, uh, Florida Panthers aren't really affected by that. Jack Eichel reached 20 points with two assists in Game 1. Marchie's hanging out at 18 points. And as we know, he just keeps climbing in both categories, goal, assist, and points. Now, here's the thing. If Marchie doesn't open up and bring his own goal to the table tonight, he probably will end up in the assist column. That's just the kind of streak and movement that he has been on in playoffs. His playoff gear has been outstanding. Then we got to Shea Theodore with a two-point night. And the moves, the silky smooth moves this man had on the blue line. You don't want him getting into any sort of rhythm. But Theodore is just one of the few defensemen that you have to worry about on this Vegas Golden Knights roster. And then you've got Howden with an assist as well. Now, we've seen him on a little bit of a point streak here and there. As we mentioned, those top six guys are very, very productive. And when Mark Stone gets involved in the game and helps set his team up, open his guys up, draw defensemen on the opposing team. He's really good at doing that. And then the size and the ability that he can skate at doing so is chef's kiss for the Vegas Golden Knights. It's definitely not talked about enough. We talked about Mark Stone when he was sitting top two on the team for assists. But as that started to fall because other guys started getting on hot streaks, we started looking away from what Mark Stone does. But he does so well at drawing defensemen out and opening up those lanes for his teammates. So look out there. Now, Vegas Golden Knights had 26 scoring chances in comparison to the Florida Panthers' 23 scoring chances. Vegas had 13 high-danger chances. Florida had nine high-danger chances. And the top line leading in that category, no surprise here, being Kachuk, Cousins, and Bennett. Um, and then Mark Stone line was actually one of the top-producing lines in Game 1. That's a mouthful. Now, as you guys know, this is brought to you by Bet Online and Bet Online before this show had a puck line uh, plus 1.5 for Florida at a minus 225 and a minus one and a half at a minus 195. Let us know where do you think this puck line is going? Which puck line would you like to bet on? Cash, case, or cut? For this kind of bet, we'll probably look more so at cashing it or cutting it. You don't really have to case it. It is what it is when you've got puck line, money line movement, and everything stayed pretty still over this day. So that just takes us to the most fun part and the best part of this show being what are you casing? What are you cashing? What are you cutting? It's time to get to those best bets for the Stanley Cup final game two. And I got to start with my guy, Barbashev. Over half a point at a minus 110 here. Playoff stats, six goals, 16 points, 56 hits. This is one of those two-way guys that I was talking about. He has the opportunity to loosen up the puck to make sure that his teammates can take an advantage there. He also has 10 assists on the team. So if he's not setting up his teammates for success, he's loading up when it comes to the physicality. And I was hoping we were going to see a little bit more pushing and shoving between him and Matthew Kachuk, but it's still very early and it's still 
very new in the series. So take Barbashev for that over just half a point. He had assists in game one. And if he's not in the assist column, usually find him getting a lucky bounce his way as well. Now, another guy who shouldn't be a surprise. We got Jonathan Marchesso over half a point at a minus 160. I took Marchi at the at a, over the half a point for this segment because we're seeing him get on these point streaks when it comes to picking up goals. But also, as I mentioned, if he's not in the goal column, he's in the assist column for the night. 10 goals, 18 points. Um, Marchi has eight assists in playoffs so far. And his lines production last game, six shots, four, three high danger shots, one goal. So plenty of stats to back up the fact that Jonathan Marchesso will be in on the mix. And if they end up on the power play, then he's somebody who has been very consistent in the regular season with loading up on the tally there. Then we head over to the other bench really quick. Matthew Kachuk. Now, I saw Kachuk trying to get under everybody's skin in game one, which is no surprise. But we'll say this. I think he'll reel in some of the antics a little bit and focus in on helping out his team not only get on the board, but try to secure a W tonight. Nine goals, 21 points, four power play goals. So another guy very dangerous on special teams. Take him for over half a point at a minus 140. The most productive line out of the Panthers, of all the Panthers lines, nine shots, four, six high danger, and one rush attempt. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see a little bit more action because they've got to apply more pressure to Aiden Hill, who just continues to play outstanding between the pipes. Then this guy, when we talk about that clutch column, it's Sam Reinhardt. Whenever the Florida Panthers come off of a performance that they don't particularly love, Sam Reinhardt's one of those guys that tends to find at the back of the net. Anytime goal for him at a plus 215. He has seven goals in playoffs, 11 points, three power play goals. So now you got two strong guys on the power play. His lines production with Lundberg and Lundo, uh, four shots on goal, one goal because he uh, Lundo had the assist to stall in game one. Then moving along, you guys know how I feel about this guy. Wild Bill, anytime goal, plus 235. 10 goals on the playoff season or postgame season, 14 points. Lions production, five shots for two high danger, one rush in game one. Um, another guy who I think has pretty outstanding two-way ability, but it's Wild Bill that comes in on those games to kind of alleviate their top scores. And I think that his number of goals shows for that number one. Um but I like the line that he's working with. He ends up with Barbashev on a lot of opportunities as well. So the line changes that the Vegas Golden Knights have when they're trying to become less predictable opens up guys like William Carlson, Jonathan Marchesto, um, who's somebody else I'm drawing a blank on. Oh, Stevenson, for one, or some of the defensemen like White Cloud or Theodore Um Cole Slar has been tremendous when it comes to picking up significant assists. And then, as you guys know, I think Nicholas Roy has been awesome with with picking up assists and, and helping out in the assist column. So take uh, Wild Bill, <laughs> William Marchesso, or not William Marchesso, take William Carlson, excuse me, guys, especially if he ends up on the line with Nicholas Roy at any point because they have tremendous chemistry. Roy knows how to set up. Uh, William Carlson find him in those sweet spots. So whenever they get those lines thrown in the blender there, if Roy and Carlson are on the same line, you're going to see something happen on that line. Then, as you guys know, moving out of these, we've got Matthew Kuchuk for most points in the series as a whole. At a plus 240. I still... And taking Carlson to lead the series in scoring. But of course, that's at a huge plus 1300. 
And last but not least, series goes to those six games at a plus 205. So those are tonight's five best bets heading into the Stanley Cup final game two. Let us know which bets you are cashing in on, casing, or cutting. And if you are new with me to casing the league, cashing in means you like the bet just as much as I do. Casing it means you got to look into it a little bit further. Cutting it means this bet is not for you and you have no intention of taking it, which is totally fine as well. We love to hear from you, hear you guys' thoughts on these best bets on the hot topics today we kind of breeze through hot topics because i wanted to get to the betting the show's coming out a little later than i anticipated today but let us know your thoughts on the best bets here on casing the league be sure to follow over at the sports case k-a-s-e or casing the league k-a-s-i-n-g the league and of course follow believe network to stay up to date on all brand new episodes and all other amazing shows whether it's hockey or any other sport that you love and when it comes to best bets you want to make sure you are following and placing your bets over at bet online where the game starts thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of casing the league and until next time guys i'll catch you later.